It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, a special weekend bonus edition of the podcast as our player countdown series rolls on here on the podcast. We are now 89 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season, talking about the best player with the number 89 in a BYU uniform. Matt Bushman, the current BYU legend at tight end in the making, is in the mix. We'll talk about that. Also get you an update on the BYU golf program, some academic awards, as well as a pretty notable achievement and honor for former BYU star Peter Kest getting his opportunity to play with the big boys. We'll tell you about all of it on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our good friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Save yourself $10 on your first order. Love these protein bars. They're the best of the best. So check them out. BuiltBar.com. With that rundown out of the way, let's get to the podcast. Special bonus edition right here on Locked On Cougars. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download the special edition of the podcast, weekend edition. Shorter than our usual podcast. Normally, we shoot for uh, 25 to 30 minutes, ideally Monday through Friday. These special weekend editions, well, they range anywhere from, I think, 5 to 15 minutes at the very most. So, shorter editions, but nonetheless, a lot of fun information to talk about. We are now 89 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season at Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City. And couldn't be more excited. We have broken into the 80s, and we are talking about the best BYU football players to wear the number 89. Obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know we have the fan vote where you, the listeners, are able to weigh in with this. You can follow the show on social media. Search us out, Locked On Cougars, on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter. Uh, Twitter is where we put these polls up for the fan vote, and you guys get your say. And if I disagree, I'll let you know. If not, if I agree with you, we'll go with it. But our four finalists with number 89 in a BYU uniform consisted of current BYU tight end Matt Bushman, who wears the number 89, Former BYU tight end Mike Pistorius out of Salt Lake City and Granite High School. Spencer Need, another tight end from Tetonia, Idaho and Teton High School, Rick's Junior College before after that, before arriving at BYU in the early 2000s. And then finally, Neil Balholm, a uh, wide receiver from Vancouver, Washington, so four great, uh, I thought, options for this award or for the honor of being the best player to wear the number 89 in a BYU uniform. Uh, real quick, a rundown of how these players performed in a BYU uniform that got them the nod as the best players. We'll start off with Balholm here, a six foot two, 180-pound wide receiver from Vancouver, Washington and Hudson's Bay High School. Played at BYU from 1980 to 1982. Played with some elite quarterbacks in that run there. And he finished his BYU run in 1981 and 1982 with a total of 70 receptions for 1,214 yards, a career-long reception of 52 yards, three touchdowns, and a healthy average of 17.3 yards per reception. 
Valholm was a deep threat. There's no doubt about that in his senior year. 39 receptions, 749 yards, an average of 19.2 yards per reception. So he liked to get deep on people and for good reason. So Valholm thought it was an easy pick there. Spencer Need, like I said, came from uh, Rick's Junior College to join BYU for the 2001 and 2002 seasons. Finished his BYU career with 62 receptions. 715 yards, an average of 11.5 yards per reception, and a career total of six touchdowns. I thought Spencer Need. I, I thought he was a fantastic tight end, a bigger-bodied tight end, six foot four, probably weighed what 270. Uh, moved on into the NFL for a time. I thought he was a fantastic, fantastic player. So Spencer needing another good pick for these finalists. And then Mike Pistorius from B, uh, another BYU tight end. Played for the Cougars from 1971 to 1973. So he actually bridged the gap or bridged the transition from the from uh, before Lavelle Edwards into the Lavelle Edwards early days of his tenure. And as a, as a result, 1973... After posting a total of let's see, 24 reception, 24 receptions in his first two years in 1971 and 1972, broke out in a big way as a senior. 37 receptions, 457 yards, uh, two touchdowns on that season. He had five total for his career. On his career, 62 receptions in all, 908 yards, a healthy average of 14.6 yards per reception. So Mike Pistorius carrying on, or it might be even just you might say he's the beginning of the great run of tight ends at BYU, but there have been many over the decades. And then finally, obviously, current BYU star tight end Matt Bushman. A career total of 125 receptions, 1,719 yards. It's an average of 13.8 yards per reception and a career total of nine touchdowns, and he ain't done yet. Obviously, Matt Bushman is going into his senior season after deciding to come back to BYU. And as you would expect with this fan vote, very much in favor of Matt Bushman, and I have a hard time disagreeing with you, the fans. Uh, in terms of the fan vote on this, 80.8% went in favor of Matt Bushman. It's an overwhelming majority there. Spencer Need second with 11.5%. Mike Pistorius, 3.8%. And Neil Balholm, 3.8%. Uh, one uh, uh, tip of the cap or a nod to Balholm came from Mark McCready, uh, otherwise known as Nomad Coog, currently works, I believe, in Saudi Arabia or in the Middle East. A uh, guy who's a big-time BYU fan. He says, Balholm was no slouch. The Cougs could have been tight end U back in the day, too. And I, re- I agreed with him. Our good friend Aggie fan Dan, USU the Right Blue, said he would have been my second choice. He had 1,200 yards, and Bushman has a chance to set some records this year at BYU. Not sure who the greatest tight end is in BYU history. And then they went off, kind of debated that. But some uh, tip of the cap for a guy like Neil Balholm from a guy from like Mark who's been around BYU for a long time. So big thanks to you guys for your support of that. But I have to tip my cap to Matt Bushman. He's on a career track that's going to put him in elite territory. There's been a lot of good BYU tight ends in their history, three of them in today's finalist alone. But Matt Bushman, he's going to go over 2,000 career receiving yards, barring an injury this year, double-digit tight end, double-digit double touchdowns, leading the Cougars in receiving for the majority of his career, at least the first two seasons. I know for sure he was BYU's leading receiver. This past season, I think Micah Simon actually might have beaten him. But regardless, 
Matt Bushman is on his way to being an all-timer in a BYU uniform, and I thought it was a fairly easy vote. Obviously, Matt Bushman is the current player wearing the number 89 in a BYU uniform. The biggest thing this year I want to see from Matt Bushman, and he's acknowledged this in interviews, is I want to see him be able to get open in one-on-one coverage. That is something that teams, when they have had a guy who can bottle Matt up or come up on the line and really jam him at the line and stay with him one-on-one, Bushman struggles. You want to see him this year prove that, hey, one-on-one coverage is no big deal. I can get open against this. And you think with uh, his father-in-law being Chad Lewis and some of the coaching he's receiving from guys like Steve Clark, he should be able to work on that. And here's hoping that he does so when he has a great senior year and goes off into the NFL and does some great things. I think he's on a great career track at this point and wishing him nothing but the best. But a pretty easy selection today, picking Matt Bushman as the greatest player in BYU history to wear the number 89. Obviously, coming up tomorrow, we'll talk about day number 88, and we will continue on until we get all the way to BYU and Utah kicking off the season in just under three months from now on September 3rd. Football's on its way, folks, and that's the best part. That's the best news I can pass along to you guys today. And hopefully, you guys are having a great weekend, regardless of whenever you hear this. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk about some golf news. BYU men's golf making some headlines. We'll talk about uh, the news involving Bruce Brockbank's program. Before we do that, though, a request for you guys: if you haven't done so already, I'm asking that you guys would go on Apple Podcasts if you listen to us there and leave us a five star rating, but also leave us a review. Be happy to shout you out for doing so. It doesn't take but a moment to do it, but it really does help get the word out about the podcast. Your guys' support of this podcast is a big reason of why it's been as successful as it has been, and I can't thank you guys enough for doing so, but I'm asking you one more time. If you haven't done so already, like I said, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, a five-star rating, excuse me, and also leave a sentence or two what you like about the podcast in terms of a review. It really does help us out, and a big thank you in advance for doing so. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, y'all, you ready for some golf news? Well, hopefully you're buckled in. Uh, Some good news coming out for the BYU men's golf program. First off, Kelton Hirsch, a junior from the BYU men's golf program who is uh, anticipating moving on and not finishing his collegiate career, Regardless, he leaves BYU as a member of the WCC All-Academic Team. A big congratulations to him. He's a strategic management major in the BYU Business School, earned a 3.7 GPA. In addition, both of his teammates, Austin Bands and Chad Hardy, were both honorable mention honorees for this WCC golf men's all-academic team. So big congratulations to all of them. At the conclusion of each each athletic season, the WCC selects an all-academic squad for each WCC-sponsored sport. To be considered for this honor, the student-athlete must maintain a 3.2 cumulative grade point average while also being a significant contributor to his team. Kelton obviously has been a big part of BYU's run the past couple of seasons in men's golf. It'd be nice to see him come back for his senior year, but obviously... He's got bigger and better plans. We wish him nothing but the best. I know he's also entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal. Uh, Could be seeing what options might be out there for him, I guess, in that regard. But regardless, his academic prowess 
should be acknowledged, and we're happy to do so here on the podcast. His fellow teammate, a senior, though, Peter Kest, who was at one time the number one ranked golfer in men's uh, college golf, absolutely phenomenal player. My money's on him making it on the PGA Tour. Well, he's getting his first crack at the PGA Tour coming up early next month. Uh, Kest has accepted a sponsor exemption into the uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit next month. Obviously, the PGA Tour is coming back beginning next weekend with the Colonial. Uh, They're playing at Colonial. It's the, what, uh, Charles Schwab or whatever the term is down there. I like to call it the Colonial because it's played at Colonial Country Club, but... PJ Tour coming back, and it's awesome to see a guy like Peter Kess getting his opportunity so soon after his uh, college career ends. He's going to crack at the big boys. More than likely, he's going to have to prove himself on probably a tour like the McKenzie Tour up in Canada, then progress to the Web.com Tour, or what is now the Corn Ferry Tour, and then move on to the PGA Tour. But if he goes out and has the rounds of his life at this event, it could be the fast track to playing pro golf at the at the elite uh, PGA Tour level. Peter Kess has got the game to be a PGA Tour pro for a long time, I feel like. Here's hoping he can put it all together. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for him, and I couldn't be more excited to see this. In the release, he says, Making the jump from the amateur ranks to playing as a professional is a huge milestone in my golf career. And I couldn't be more appreciative and proud to start as a pro at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. It's clear to me that the tournament and title sponsor Rocket Mortgage are fully behind using this event as a tool to affect positive change in the city of Detroit. And I'm pleased to play a small part in that incredible effort, unquote. Saying all the right things and here's hoping that he plays out the way he wants it to. Be fun to see another uh, former Cougar make it in the pro ranks. Number of guys currently in the pipeline. You have guys like a Tony Fee now who, had he gone to college, probably would have ended up at BYU. And, of course, Zach Blair currently on the PGA Tour in his own right. Mike Weir going to be on the Champions Tour as well as the Web.com Tour this year. Former Cougars dot the golf landscape all over the place, and it's good to see a guy like Peter Kest getting his opportunity, and here's hoping he makes the most of it. All right, that'll do it for this special edition of the podcast. One note before we go, thank a veteran, regardless of wherever they might be in your life, who they might be in your life, but today is the 75th anniversary of Operation Overlord, or D-Day. Thousands, thousands of men, young men, uh, stormed the beaches of Normandy in France to turn the tide of World War II 75 years ago today. Absolutely heroic scene. All of those men and women who serve so faithfully in the armed forces deserve our credit. Uh, deserve not our credit. Deserve our praise. Excuse me. I apologize for the uh, for the brain fart there. They deserve our love. They deserve our adoration. They deserve our thanks because they are the people truly on the front lines protecting us from all kinds of things. And obviously, 75 years ago, it was the Nazi regime uh, led by Hitler. They went into a just overwhelming odds and stormed those beaches so heroically. Multiple guys dying the second that they landed on the beachhead. Just, man, carnage. I studied history in college, and World War II history is actually my specialty. I had to have a quote-unquote specialty topic inside that. And reading about these men and women who 75 years ago today went into the just the face of all kinds of odds against them and did so so willingly, they deserve all the credit. I, I can't thank everybody who goes into the armed forces, who has served, who does serve, who, or who, who might serve down the road. All of you, you're heroes, plain and simple. Heroes 
to the nth degree and think a veteran today, take some time to do so. And I just, I, I needed to take a minute today and think about that. I had a grandfather who served in World War II as a bomber pilot, flew a B-17 flying fortress, uh, made a pledge to all of the men he served with. He was the captain. He was the pilot. He promised all the men he flew with, I will bring every one of you home. And I'm proud to say he did just that. And just stuff like that. These people, they were truly the greatest generation. There's no doubt about it. And I, I I want you guys, if you have an opportunity to do so, thank a veteran, especially if there's a World War II veteran still in your life. There's not many of them left, obviously. A lot of them uh, have passed on, but it's it's one of those days you look back and just it gives you that kind of that lump in your throat thinking about just the heroism that was shown that day by both men and women who just went into a buzzsaw it felt like at times but they turned the tide of the war there's no doubt about it and 75 years ago today all of those people deserve the highest of honors so uh, a big thank you once again for your continued support and hopefully you guys are all having a great weekend stay strong stay safe uh, regardless of wherever you're at. If you guys need anything, feel free to reach out. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out, Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. I will do everything within my power, regardless of your situation, to help you out the best I can. And if you need to, our email address, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Here, ready to help as best we possibly can. And Hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast half as much as I enjoy bringing it to you guys. It's just truly an honor to do what I do. All right, that'll do it. Uh, big thank you once again to all those who have served and do serve on this memorial, this not Memorial Day, this uh, momentous day 75 years ago, the 75th anniversary of D-Day. And uh, Regardless, have a great weekend. Thank you for your support, and we will be back with you guys soon. This has been your daily edition or your special weekend daily edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Talk to you tomorrow. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.